Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. No matter what you've done, I still love you. Now, does he love your sin? No, he hates your sin. And your sin will keep his blessing back from you. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Hey, today we're continuing this message we started last time, and it's in Psalm 18. So this is like part two. The title of the message is Seeing in the Dark. And let me read what David said in Psalm 18, because this was written right after after he became king. So it's after all the time that he waited and was being chased around the desert by crazy King Saul. You know, from the time that David was told by the prophet Samuel that you're going to be the next king of Israel when he was just a teenage boy to the time that he actually became the king. I mean, it was almost two decades. And so there was a lot of ups and downs and crazy King Saul was trying to kill him, trying to throw a spear at him and harpoon him to the wall, turn him into a human shish kebab. I mean, he was chasing him, trying to kill him, and he was never able to succeed because, well, God's hand was on him. But think about all the sleepless nights that David had looking over his shoulder. Is he coming up behind me? Is he going to kill me today? Am I going to be alive tomorrow? But finally, after all of that, he says this in Psalm 18.1. He says, as David was reflecting back on his life, he said, I love you, Lord, in Psalm 18.1. Oh, Lord, you're my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God and my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I'm saved from all my enemies. Well, that all sounds great now, but he wasn't saying that like five years earlier. He wasn't saying it 10 years earlier because he was being chased and he didn't know if he was even going to be alive tomorrow. This is why it's so important for you and me as believers to not get caught up in the circumstances that we're just facing today, but it's to reflect back on how God has worked in our life in times past. You know, I've had so many ups and downs in my life, brokenness, times of pain, times of sorrow. And if I looked at just those chapters of my life, I could say, my life has been miserable. But it's not just those chapters. Those chapters are in my life. But I've had many chapters where the Lord was blessing me, many chapters where things were going great. And, you know, I've been married to my wife for four decades. That's a long time. Hey, we live in California. They'll let you get married in kindergarten. You know, what can you say? No, just kidding. But we got four kids. We got grandkids coming out of our ears. I mean, it's like, it's awesome. It's just a blessing. So there's been a lot of blessings, but there's always been those winter times, times of barrenness times where you didn't know 
where the next dollar was going to come from, times when we're just behind in everything. And it's like, but God was always faithful in the midst of those things. And then you realize, man, the things in my life, as I look back over my life and say, the things that were meant to break me, the things that were meant to crush me, the things that were meant to grind me into powder and dust are the things that God used in my life to mold and to shape me into the man that I am today. So you realize it's a process and it's there's good times and there's bad times. Yes, the promises of God did not all happen quickly in David's life. Now, David wanted them to happen sooner. I'm sure when he was a teenage boy, and he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. I'm sure he wanted it to happen, I don't know, next month, okay? But he wasn't expecting it was going to take almost two decades. I mean, that's a long time. But they did happen. But you have to remember, they all happened in God's timing. And because of that, David was able to mature in his faith. He was able to be refined, you could say, through the fires of life. He was able to become the man of God that he was supposed to be. Again, I'm not sure why we make it so hard on ourselves, why we only seem to learn through the school of hard knocks. But that's true, isn't it? I mean, when everything's going great and life's on cruise control and you got plenty of money in the bank, are you learning life-changing lessons from God when you're on a beach in Tahiti waiting for the surf to come in? No, that's not when we learn things. We learn things when we're pressed against the wall, when we don't know what happened, when we trip, when we fall down, when we're walking through the deserts of life, when we're in some valley somewhere. It's true. The more life comes to us on a golden platter, the more we want life to always come on a golden platter. Yet now, David as he reflects back over his life, he realizes that God was with him through it all. Through it all. You know, there's an old saying, and it goes like this. There was a guy that dies, and uh, or it could have been a woman that dies. Let's, let's say it was a woman that died. So this woman dies, and she goes into the next life. She goes to heaven. And she's up in heaven, and she's looking down this beach, and she realizes this beach was really uh, a picture of her life. And she noticed that every now and then, when the times of her life got the hardest, there was two sets of footprints, you know, hers and the Lord. And then every time life got hard and difficult as she reflected back on her life on planet Earth, it's like there was only one set of footprints. So she said, Lord, how come every time I hit the wall, every time that the bottom dropped out from me, Lord, why did you leave me? There's only one set of footprints. And the Lord looks down at her and says, I didn't leave you. I was carrying you. See, we think that when times get hard, the Lord leaves us. But just think about it yourself. Isn't that when we're closer to the Lord than any other time? When we're going through hardship, man, when we're going through the fires of life, when we don't know what's going to happen next, where are we at? We're praying. We're at the foot of the Lord. We're, we're talking to him every day. Oh, Lord, be with me today. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, Lord, am I going to lose my job today? Lord, 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 Lord. We're with him every second. Then when times are great, money's coming out of our hat. We've got a big Christmas bonus. Everything's good. All the bills are paid. We got more money to go on more vacations and miss church and everything else. It's like, 
You're not close to the Lord then. Man, you're barely keeping in touch with him. It's in those times of fire that we're so close to him. And so God uses those times. He uses those times to mature us, to draw us closer to him. Yes, when David was reflecting back over his life, he realized that God was with him through it all. He was never alone. David was never alone. Every dark night, God was there. Every overwhelming battle, God was standing next to him. Every sleepless night, the Lord was in the room. Every anxiety-filled moment, God was there. David was never alone, and neither are we. We are never alone. Maybe you say, well, that's not true, Pastor. You know, I'm listening on the radio right now, and I'm hearing your voice, and guess what? I'm alone. God doesn't care about me. Oh, yeah? How about this? God knows your name. He knows your name. He knew you while you were in your mother's womb. He formed you together, your bones together, your little toes. He formed you in your mother's womb. He said before you came out of your mother's womb, he knew every day of your life before you had one of them. He knows how many hairs are in your head. You have any idea how many hairs are in your head? Listen, you don't have a clue how much God loves you. He loves you. And listen, you don't deserve it. How about that? I don't deserve it. How in the world do we deserve God's love? The Bible says he searches us. He's explored us. He knows our every thought before we think them. He knows our every evil deed. He knows our every evil thought. He knows everything we've ever done. Why should God love you? And why should he love me? But he does. He does. It's, it's unbelievable. And what does he say about his love? It's an unconditional love. What is God saying? I love you in spite of you. I love you no matter what you've done. I still love you. Now, does he love your sin? No, he hates your sin. And your sin will keep his blessing back from you. But if you repent of your sin and you want to turn from your sin, oh my goodness, God can change the whole course and direction of your life. Yes, David was never alone, just like we are never alone. And we can all say, like, this is the obvious thing, you know, Here in Psalm 18, God is just uh, such a blessing to David. All David wants to do here in Psalm 18 is sing the praises of the goodness of God. He wants to share with everyone just how faithful God has been. Verse 2 of Psalm 18 says, The Lord is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is the rock, he said, and I can take refuge in him. But what does this even mean? It simply means that he's our rock. The fact is the Lord has become our security, that he leads us to a place of refuge. You know what a place of refuge is? It's a place of protection, a place that is free of distress, a place where hope can be restored. I wonder if there's anyone listening on the radio right now that needs to find a place of protection. You need to be free from all the distresses in your life. You want to find a place of hope, and you want to be restored into the fullness of your relationship with the Lord. Yes, the Lord always made a way for David, just like he can make a way for you today, to be refreshed, to be restored. Yes, and in case anyone's listening right now, you know, know this, David, God loved him. As much as he loves you, 
He doesn't love anyone more than anyone else. Look at what it says as a reminder of what he said in verse 4. He says, the cords of death encompass me. This is the same terminology that Jonah used when he was in the belly of the fish for three days, thinking he was going to die. Like Jonah said, I got this seaweed wrapped around my neck and I'm getting ready to check out. I wonder how many times did Jonah think he was going to die when he was in the belly of the fish? What about David? I mean, how many times did David think he was a dead man as King Saul and the entire Israeli army was chasing him around the desert day and night, right on his heels trying to kill him? He said, ungodliness terrified him, seeing the corruption of Saul. Oh, how the Savior Jesus must have thought the same thing as as the very religious leaders of the faith that God established himself rejected Jesus, the Messiah, because of jealousy and their thirst for power, ultimately crucifying the God that made them. Yes, you know, I'm so glad that you listen to Core Truth Radio. And we at, you know, Core Church Los Angeles that sponsor Core Truth Radio, you know, we're so thankful for you. And as we take this little break in our Psalm 18 study, one thing that you'll know if you listen to us on a daily basis is we're never badgering you to support us. I mean, we have a little tag at the end, but we never say, hey, you know, send in your money for this book or that book or whatever. No, I don't have a bunch of books to send you. I don't have a bunch of this. And, you know, really our goal and our desire our mission at Core Church Los Angeles is just to minister the truth of God's Word. And if you have been someone that's been encouraged by this radio program, you know, and again, you never hear us do this. You never hear us do this because we don't do it, okay? But here as we're at the end of the year, we're in the holiday season, you know, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, you know, would you pray and ask the Lord uh, about if you would support us here at the end of the year, you know, one you know, year-end donation or something that would help support the radio program and just pray about that and if not then that's all right you keep listening and you keep being blessed and you keep being encouraged in your faith but if that would be something that god would lay on your heart to give us a year-end donation to help support our radio program that would be great and uh and i just want to say god bless you and by the way in case i'm not doing a live program like i am here today I pray that you and your family have a blessed and a Merry Christmas. And I'm just so excited. And for those that are living somewhere close to Southern California here, uh, I obviously all the radio stations on the East Coast, you can't make it. But man, we are doing an extravagant, you know, Christmas program at our church. And we're going to have three Christmas Eve programs. You know, obviously Christmas Eve, what day is that? The 24th of December. It never changes. Okay. But anyway, on Christmas Eve, we're doing three uh unbelievable programs at two, four, and six. So two o'clock, four o'clock, and six o'clock. So anyway, just kind of put that in the back of your mind, but it's going to be an outrageous time of Christmas at Core Church Los Angeles. But anyway, getting back to our, you know, program here and getting back to our message here in Psalm 18. I mean, consider, you know, the hypocrisy that came against Jesus because they were jealous of him and they wanted the wonderful people coming and, and falling down at the religious leaders 
leader's speech, but all the people were going and uh, following Jesus. And why? Because Jesus didn't speak like these dead religious leaders spoke. Man, when he spoke, people listened to him. It's like, it's almost like you're talking to me. And when he would explain something, it's like, oh, I get that. I understand that. It's amazing to me how people will stay in dead denominations, that the church services are dead and boring, and they go for some religious duty, I guess, or whatever, but they're not growing in the relationship with Christ. It's mind-boggling to me. And that's how it was back then. It was just dead religion. It's like, that doesn't help anybody. But Jesus, oh my goodness, man, everyone was flocking to him, which caused the religious leaders to ultimately crucify the Lord. You know, and we see the same mentality in our political world today, do we not? The hypocrisy, where one political party will complain about the injustice of another. You know, consider how, you know, the Democrats have wanted to defund the police. And and now we have crime spiking throughout our country. You know, I live in an extreme liberal city in Los Angeles here. But you see it here. You see it in Philly. You see it in New York. We have district attorneys that are extremely lenient on criminals, and they just let them go. And it's causing all kinds of havoc, you know. But look, our problem is not a Democrat or Republican problem. Our problem is really, man, we all need to get back right with the Lord. And the only way there's going to be a revival in this country is for believers like you and me to get on fire ourselves. Because until the church becomes awake And before the church says, okay, enough of all this, you know, becoming politically correct in the church. And when we get back to teaching the truth of God's word and we allow God's word to have his way in our life and we start repenting of our sin, it's like there is not going to be a revival in this country. Nothing is going to happen. But we like David, you know, it's like, look, the ungodliness that's around us and being able to run amok, it's terrifying. But it says in verse 6, David did what we all need to do on a daily basis in our distress. We need to call upon the Lord. And as God did for David, he will do for us. He will hear our prayers. And this is why it's so important to live our life for the Lord. Meaning, we must have the thrust of our lives should be in wanting to be who God has called us to be. This way, we're in fellowship with the Lord. Let me just ask you a question. We're at the end of 2022, obviously. So, if you go back to January of 2022, and here we are in December of 2022. Have you grown in your relationship with the Lord? Has your devotional life increased or has it decreased? Are you more mature as a believer? Look, it's not a rocket scientist question here. It's just like, are you growing? And if not, what can you change as we go into 2023 to grow in your relationship with Christ? That's why Core Truth Radio is just all about teaching the truth of God's Word, which brings up another point here, delivering my life here. Let me read to you what it says in Psalm 18, verse 16. It says, He sent from on high, and He took me, and He drew me out of the water, and He delivered me from uh, from my strong enemies and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me, and they confronted me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my stay. The Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a broad place, and He rescued me because why? God delighted in me. Wow. 
What an awesome psalm this is. Yes, throughout my life, David says, the Lord has delivered me. Probably too many times to remember. Some huge experiences all the way to the little things. Yes, David recognizes that God has been there for him through it all. David is saying, God has saved me from drowning in whatever circumstances that were surrounding me, even if it was self-inflicted. Because we'd self-inflict ourselves with things with bad choices by making foolish choices. For haven't we all made those horrible decisions that have set us back? Poor financial decisions, poor relationship decisions, really bad life choices. Yet, even though we all can make really bad decisions, the Lord can glean from all the things that we've done, and he can clean up our mess. Yes, the Lord looks at what we've done, and I can see him looking at my life like, all right, Steve, I can't believe you did this again. But the Lord can clean up our mess if we allow him to. Listen, if you're digging yourself in a hole, this is the first thing that anyone will tell you that has any kind of wisdom. If you're digging yourself in a hole, the first thing you do is stop digging, okay? Stop digging the hole. Fall on your face before the Lord and say, God, I'm sorry. I've been digging myself in a hole. Can you get me out of this mess? You need to confess your sin. You need to say, God, I'm sorry for doing this. It was my decision. Stop blaming it on other people. Well, it's the way I was raised. It's my mom. It's my dad. It's like, no, 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 no. You made the decision. And you did. Okay. You need to say, God, I'm sorry. And help me out of this mess. Consider the time that David was running from Saul. He didn't have enough time to grab his sword. So he stopped at a temple and he asked the priest if he had a sword. And he says, well, the only sword I have here is the one from Goliath the giant that you killed. So I wonder if that wasn't actually a word from the Lord when David was anxiety filled about like, hey, David. Why are you fearing King Saul? Don't you remember how I delivered you out of the giant's hand? And I will deliver you also from King Saul. But I think that went over David's head. Just like I'm sure many things that the Lord is trying to speak to our hearts goes right over our heads also. Because right after David left with Goliath's sword, he thought that was a good idea. He went to Gath, the birthplace of, guess who? Goliath! Okay, so now David is trying to run from King Saul. He says, well, where is one place that he won't look for me? I'll go to the camp of the Philistines. Okay, you think that's a good idea? So he rides into the camp of the Philistines, but not just any camp, not just any city. He goes to the birthplace of Goliath the giant, okay, the nine foot six, fee five, full foam giant. And what is he wearing? He's wearing the sword that he took from Goliath, that he chopped off Goliath's head. Now, do you think this is a lot of wisdom here? Okay. So David didn't think about this and, you know, the paradox that it was going to be happening here. I wonder if there was just one of the Philistines that was there as he rode in on his horse. Uh, Isn't that David, the guy that killed our champion? Oh, and isn't that his sword hanging on his side? Oh, my goodness. They went to kill David. I wonder if there's anyone listening today on the radio that finds himself buried in burdens. Maybe you've made some horrible decisions just like David did. You're buried in a mess. You're buried financially. You're just buried in life. Well, listen, I have some good news for you. In fact, it's fantastic news. If you're buried at any level, you know, that I just said, the fantastic news is this. God can deliver you. 
just like he delivered David. Because God didn't love David any more than he loves you. And if you need to get right with the Lord for whatever reason, if you need to say, God, I am so sorry. It's like I have put myself in the hole that I'm in or whatever the circumstances might be. Listen, you need to get right with the Lord. Man, now's the time to do it. Man, this is the holidays. This should be the happiest time of the year. Why? Because Christ was born. A Savior was born for you and me. We can be delivered. We don't have to stay in the mess. Don't go into 2023 in the same mess that you've got here in 2022. So if you need to get right with the Lord, I'd like to lead you in that prayer. So here's a prayer. You can pray it right now. You're driving down the road. Keep your eyes open. you got to drive. But pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me of the mess that I've created in my life. Forgive me for the problems that I've done. Forgive me for the sins that I'm involved with in my life. Lord, help me turn from these sins. But God, I do believe you died for me. And I believe that you rose again from the dead. Will you come inside me? Will you help me, Lord? Help me right now. Will you help me? Be with me. Walk with me. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I'd like to send you a free Christmas present. And you can text me at 323-807-3255. That's 323-807-3255. And we'll mail you a Bible, some materials to help you and encourage you. May God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034.